That young American, Terry Lee, is in China, Indochina to be exact, and he and his friends can't get back to this country. And so that being the case, they've decided to make the best of it. And the best of it results in the best of transcribed adventures ever to reach your loudspeakers. We'll swing back into the thick of things in just a moment. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Tomato Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. Ah, these are exciting days, all right. Exciting for every one of us. You don't have to be over in China like Terry and Pat to come up against problems that call for quick thinking and fast action. To meet the challenges of everyday life, we've got to be full of energy and pep. And that means, among other things, we've all got to eat wisely. And thank goodness, eating wisely can also mean eating things that taste well, like Libby's tomato juice. Actually, boys and girls, this grand-tasting juice is a real food drink, a fine source of food values that you need every single day. Libby's tomato juice looks so good and tastes so grand that it's hard to believe it's important for good nutrition. But the fact is, tomato juice does such a lot for a person that Uncle Sam is giving it to our soldiers. So please, kids, tell your mother this. Tell her that Libby's tomato juice is rich in vitamin C and vitamin A, a good source of other important vitamins, too. Tell her you'd like to have a big glass of it every single day. I know she'll be glad to get it for you, because she's just as anxious as you are to keep you feeling well. So remember, Libby's tomato juice. And now, Terry and the Pirates. The town is the town of Hanoi, and a plane has just flown in from Irrawaddy. There are three passengers aboard and the pilot. Also, a lot of wooden boxes. Air Express, destined for the Baron de Texas at his plantation near the interior town of Leokai. The first two passengers are Terry Lee and his handsome pal, Pat Ryan. The third passenger is a man with a scar on his face, and the fellow in charge of the express boxes. There's mystery, danger, and adventure ahead of our friends, so let's find out as much as we can, because the plane has just made a three-point landing. Well, you'll need a shoehorn to get out, Pat. Come on. How many, Terry? Be glad to hit the ground, get a good look at the daylight. I'm not so hot about night flying. Out over jungles. And... Oh. So this is Hanoi, French Indochina. Such as it is. I don't think there's a lot more to this town. All right, Snorky. Is Hanoi much of a town? Now, back in the States, you'd call it a whistle stop. You know, too small for regular things and too big to ignore. Uh huh. Well, here we are. I couldn't tell by my map how far it is to our next stop. Well, it's as far as I go on a plane ride. I know, I know, you told me. The train ride we have to take to Leo Kai. Oh, about 175 miles under normal conditions. Well, are conditions normal? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Aside from a war and natives who dislike railroads and engines that look like broken down boilers and floods and rains and malaria, outside of that, conditions are very normal. And you make us very happy, Brother Snorky. <laughs> I was just exaggerating, but anybody who goes to Leo Kai might as well expect the worst. Why, a couple of healthy-looking lads like you two would leave Irrawaddy and fly here. Well, that's what I told you. I'm going to the Smythe Featherstone Plantation outside of Lailkai. You're looking at the new manager. Uh-huh. And I'm the new assistant manager. Uh-huh. I'm looking at a couple of guys with more nerve than sense. What's so dangerous about Lailkai? Oh, I don't know. 
Maybe it's something I ate. Well, thumbs up, lad. I've got to turn in my flight report. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Snorky. Huh? What do you mean we got more nerve than sense? Well, all I know is what I hear around this town of Hanoi. But I was taught not to believe all I hear, so... Now, look, look. Either you talk too much or you don't talk enough. Make up your mind. Well, it's like this, gents. I took the last manager, a guy named Dylan King, from Irrawaddy to this same flying field here in Hanoi. Yeah? He was a nice chap, going, so he said, to the same plantation you boys are going to. Now you're taking a space line. What do you suppose happened to Dylan King? What did happen? All we know is he disappeared. But do you know what happens, Norky? No, but you can't help hearing that. Do you? Hey, you, you're a pilot. Oh, there's that fellow with a scar on his jaw. Climbing out of your plane, Snorkey. Well, well, ladies, children and passengers first. Excuse me, I'll go see what he wants. Got to be nice to cash customers, no matter how ugly they are. Hey, good morning, sir. I was just going to cross the field to the house and turn in my report, but there's anything I can do. Yeah, why didn't you spring me out of that fly trap? Huh? How long have I been sleeping in that airplane? How long have we been on terracotta? Oh. Well, we sat down about three minutes ago. I'd forgotten all about you being asleep back there. Well, don't pay off on what you forget, buddy. I loaded them express, express boxes aboard that plane, and I was riding with them. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I was going to arrange for a truck to take them from the field to the railroad station. Never mind. I'll get a truck on my own. Any objections? Look, mister, I don't care if you get a wheelbarrow. Ah, wise guy, huh? You do what you want to do, chum. You want me to cry on your shoulder? Look, chum... I don't take no back talk, see? We're on the ground now, and I want soft talk from you. Then keep a civil tongue in your head. Look, I don't want to have to give you a going over. You're too small for my weight. Look, mister, there's a big war going on, and it's big enough for both of us. If I want to fight, I can find a better reason than you. Now, you just keep on rumbling. I'm going in to turn my flight record in. Then we'll unload your express box. You hear that, Pat? Nice friendly greeting for a sunshiny morning. Scarface is a bossy lug. Yeah, I thought for a moment you were going to step in and take over for the pilot. No, oh, I fancy Snorky Miller can take care of himself. Now let's move away from here. Scarface is glaring this way. We can walk down to the railroad station and see about the train for Leo Kai. We're all one from certain trap. We're on the right track. Right track of what? Uh, I should have said we're getting closer to the Smart Heatherstone Plantation. And the plantation of Baron de Plexen. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes for Jerkwater train to travel 170 miles, but we ought to be in Leo Tai by this time tomorrow. Those boxes that came aboard the plane with us marked for de Plexus. What do you suppose is in them? They were labeled farm implements. Farm implements. You want to bet your hat? My, my, Terry. You're getting so you don't believe in signs. And neither do you. Why should a fellow like our friend Scarface, why should he travel with farm implements? Maybe he's a farmer. Oh, you know better than that, Pat. He's from the United States. He's a city type. A tough, a hoodlum. And tell me the way he talks. Well, let's not worry about him. Not yet, anyway. Our first job is to get to the plantation and find out what we can about Dylan Kane. How and why he vanished. Hey, what do you think Snorkel of Fire was going to tell us about Dylan Kane? He was going to say that he heard that Kane was killed because he knew too much. I don't know too much about what? About something. Possibly duplexes and what went on at the nearby plantation. Remember, the dragon lady really owns that spot. Duplexes is merely a front man. Between them, they may have done away with Kane. Golly, I hate to have to tell April that her brother has been... Let's not worry about that. Pat, 
you do think there's a connection between the Fletchers and the Dragon Lady's nearby plantation and the disappearance of Cain? You do, don't you? Well, the two places are next door to each other. <laughs> if you have a cat and a canary in rooms next to each other and the bird disappears, you look at the cat first thing to see if it has feathers on its whiskers. We'll wait and see what we find on the Baron's beard. Well, here's the thriving railroad center of Hanoi. How do you like it? Not very busy, anyway. Is that the railroad station over there? And that's the ticket office, freight, and express depot, first aid station, information bureau, and everything. Say, there's some freight, some wooden boxes on the station platform. <laughs> Must be waiting for the train to lay a kite. Yeah. I'll bet those boxes are labeled farm implements, too. And they're addressed to Baron Deplexus. Look here, what I tell you, Terry? Take a look at the markings. That's right. It says Deplexus, Leo Kai on this one. And... Oh, all the boxes say the same thing. I wonder if these farm implements are really guns and war materials, Terry. That'd be nice to know, eh? Then we might discover a reason why Dylan Kane disappeared. Suppose we found out that heavy shipments of war material was being made at the plantation of Deplexus. Suppose Duplexes knew that Dylan Kane knew. That'll be reason enough to get rid of Kane, and... <laughs> and we're just guessing, of course. Hey, right! Down there! Get away from there! Oh, it's Mr. Scarface. They've seen us standing there by these wooden cases. There's no time to fight, Terry. We'll have to try something else. But what? We can't run away. Leave it to me. Maybe I can turn the tables on this dimwit. He's none too bright. Hey, you and... guys, quit snooping around in cases, see? I don't want to have to tell you a second time. Ah, so you're the boy who was at the airfield a little while ago. That's right, mister. Well, look, I'm giving a few orders around here, see? Now, stay clear of this place. Scram, get moving. Now, just a minute, mister. Don't just a minute me. I don't take that from nobody. You'll take it from me and like it. Well, maybe you'd like to talk things over in the jailhouse. What are you talking about? Well, shut up a minute and you'll find out. I'm a special nationality inspector. Huh? Well, that wouldn't mean anything to you, of course, but right now I'm looking for a Bobnagin spy dressed as an American. A what? How long have you been in China? Well, I never mind, never mind, doesn't matter. Now about this spy. Oh, God, I'm no spy. Did you ever hear a spy admit he was one? No. Now listen, you may be the man. You're crazy. Maybe I am, but you're under suspicion. Why, your face is so dirty, I can't tell the color of your skin. You may be a native Bobnagin bat. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he was. He's certainly big enough. And the way he talks, you Never mind, it. never mind, Inspector Lee. I'll handle this case. Now then, mister, take off your shirt. Huh? That's what I said. I want to see the real color of your skin. Yeah, but look, I'm talking natural English, ain't I? Take off your shirt and be quick. Oh. Okay, okay, but I've got papers here to take. Papers it. can be forged. Hurry it up. We haven't all day. Now, look, mister. Now, look, honest. Now, do I look like a native Bob of what, what you said? What do you think, Inspector Lee? You're an expert on the Bob and skin. Does this man look yellow enough? Hmm. He's yellow enough, but, uh... Turn around. I tell you, I'm just like you quiet, guys. Quiet, please. Uh-huh. Sometimes, if you knock a Bob and on the kneecaps, you can see if he has the yellow color of... Uh, no... No, I don't think this person is the man we're looking for. No, I don't think the spy we have in mind is as fat as this man. But he has a scar on his jaw. No, no, this isn't the man. Okay, mister, put your shirt back on. You can go now. Come along, Inspector Lee. Sorry to bother you, mister, but we can't be too careful these days. Well, what? Well, well say, I'll be... Well... 
Well, yes, Mr. Rathnick, when you go up against Pat Ryan and Terry Lee, you'd better have your wits about you. They're perfectly willing to get in and fight when the time comes. But sometimes brains are better than brawn. You're going to meet these lads again, possibly tomorrow. And I'll tell you what to expect in just a moment. You know, there's no time like right now to start drinking Libby's tomato juice. It tastes so wonderful and it's such a grand source of vitamins that you want to drink a big cold glass full every single day. Breakfast is a dandy time to drink it. Why don't you ask your mother to start serving Libby's tomato juice for breakfast? The name is Libby. L-I-B-B-Y-S. Don't forget, loyal Americans buy defense bonds and stamps. Every 10 cents stamp you buy helps toward winning the war. Well, the coming train ride from Hanoi to Leo Kai promises to be one of the cleverest transcribed adventures you've ever heard on this exciting program. So let's see what else Pat Ryan and Terry Lee can do to upset the belligerent Scarface hoodlum. You can expect a laugh and a thrill. So tune in on time.